Welcome to Noble Bereans, your weekly short Bible study that dives into the scriptures in a meaningful way in just a few minutes each week. I'm your host, Steve Sanders, and today we are continuing in our study on the book of Ruth with part six of a study that we began back with episode nine of season three that aired on the third day of October. If you haven't heard these other studies, you might want to go back and start there. Last week, we discovered Ruth ambitiously going out into the fields to harvest barley for sustenance for both her and Naomi. She was taking advantage of a privilege or a provision given in Leviticus and in Deuteronomy that allowed the needy to harvest behind the workers. Today we're going to pick up there just as Boaz arrives, beginning in Ruth chapter 2, verse 4, and I'm going to read from the net version. Now, at that very moment, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. May the Lord be with you. They replied, May the Lord bless you. Boaz asked his servant in charge of the harvesters, To whom does this young woman belong? The servant in charge of the harvesters replied, She's the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the region of Moab. She asked, May I follow the harvesters and gather grain from among the bundles? Since she arrived, she has been working hard from this morning until now except for sitting in the resting hut for a short time. So Boaz said to Ruth, Listen carefully, my dear. Do not leave to gather grain in another field. You need not go beyond the limits of this field. You may go along beside my female workers. Take note of the field where the men are harvesting and follow behind with the female workers. I will tell the men to leave you alone. When you are thirsty, you may go to the water jars and drink some of the water the servants draw. We were first introduced to Boaz in last week's episode, but this is the first time that we see him in action. He's the seventh character we've been introduced to by name in this story after Elimelech, Naomi, Malon, Chilion, Orpah, and Ruth. Though the story thus far has really been about Naomi's life, it's already become clear that Ruth is the main character of the story. From here on out, we're going to see that. The first words that we are given from the mouth of Boaz are telling. He greets the harvesters with a blessing, and perhaps just as telling his harvesters, who are all likely servants, greet him back in like words. This gives us some insight into Boaz. First, it reiterates to us what we discovered last week, that he is a powerful man with a staff of harvesters working for him. And then second, it gives us the impression that he was a respected man among those people who labored for him. We then see him ask about Ruth. As we're going to learn about next week, he has already heard of Ruth, but it doesn't seem that he's met her or seen her yet. Perhaps that's why he asks, assuming it may be Ruth. You'll notice that he asks the question, to whom does this young woman belong? These words will seem really foreign to almost all modern listeners or readers. Boaz isn't insinuating that Ruth is a slave. He's asking, under whose headship does she reside? Does she reside under her father's headship, or is she married to a husband? In biblical times, a woman was most often found under one of three states, under the headship of her father or another man in her family, under the headship of her husband, or, as in the case of Ruth and Naomi, not under the headship of a male due to a death or a divorce, both of which would often result in a destitute life for that lady. We aren't given context to know if there were others there following behind the harvesters or not, but but if so, Ruth stood out to him. And it's likely that that was because she was unfamiliar to him in what was probably a tight-knit community. But it's possible that she was the sole needy harvester following behind. 
No matter what the situation is, Boaz shows an interest toward her. The servant's clear to disclose that she is a Moabite, though, which may not have been really a positive statement. You'll remember back from part one of this study on Ruth that the Israelites and Moabites are actually really closely related. But that doesn't mean that there was a respect at all between the two groups. In fact, it was just the opposite. Boaz's servant does pay Ruth a compliment, though, saying that she's been working hard since she arrived, only having taken a short break. Now, the Net Bible notes that the verbiage here really isn't definitive, though. In Hebrew, the word for working hard is amad, which literally means to stand or persist or remain. That leaves this passage a little bit hard to translate, as it could just be that Ruth was standing there patiently waiting on Boaz, and some do believe that's the case, but... I think the majority of translators have it right that she was there working all day, and I come to that conclusion because she already asked the lead servant to gather behind the harvesters long before Boaz comes along, so I think that it implies she was there working, and it also mentions that she was at the resting hut, so it's unlikely that she would be going to the resting hut if if she weren't there working. It's at this point that we get the first real glimpse into Boaz's character. He tells Ruth to go and work alongside his female workers rather than only taking the leftovers. Now, this would have, without a doubt, let Ruth harvest much more grain than she might have otherwise, which is a real generosity on Boaz's part and something that was probably unexpected for Ruth. She she probably wasn't really thinking she was going to get any favors from anyone. But he also assures her that the men will leave her alone. The original language, according to the Net uh, Bible's notes, is, have I not commanded the servants not to touch you? And so it's difficult to really understand if, if Boaz is protecting Ruth from the young men picking on her or if he's assuring her that they're not going to take advantage of her. Either way, Boaz is asserting his control and his protection over Ruth, indicating to Ruth that he's an honorable man. Now, if we realize that all this happens after he tells her that she doesn't have to go to another field, but she can continue to work in his, we can begin to see that he was effectively already putting her under the cover of his protection. Some argue that Boaz was attracted to Ruth at this point and that this was really his way of showing that, perhaps even his way of keeping her close by. And there is a case to be made for that. But I don't think the rest of the story conclusively supports that. And we're likely going to revisit this, though, through the rest of chapter 2 and into chapter 3. It does make one step back to some of the verses in the passage, though, as Boaz might have been asking if Ruth was available for marriage when he asked to whom Ruth belonged. The final statement in our passage today further demonstrates this covering that Boaz is effectively putting over Ruth as he lets her know that she may drink of the water drawn by the servants. Prior to this, Ruth may have been relegated to not drinking anything or perhaps drinking dirty water from a pool near the field. Boaz's invitation to let her drink from the water drawn by the servants further demonstrates his willingness to care for her needs. As we're going to see in next week's study, this doesn't go unnoticed with Ruth. If you're enjoying these short, meaningful Bible studies, I appreciate it if you would share a link to the podcast with your friends and family. And if you're new here, you can listen to each episode on our website, which is podcast.noblebereans.com, or any of the major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many others. I'd love to have you join in our Facebook page, too. You can find a link to that in the show notes. 
As I mentioned last week, I plan on sending out a copy of a study guide for the book of Ruth when we're done with this study. If you're interested, just subscribe on our site, which is noblebrands.com. That's N-O-B-L-E-B-E-R-E-A-N-S.com. Finally, join in again next week for our next episode. Until then, love like him, live for him, and reflect his light into this world. Thank you.